Good morning, guys. It is Friday, um, December 12th, 2014, and I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of people that I know, and we're talking about our 2015 goals. Um, I'm pretty sure there are people who feel like you should be doing things all year long, and you know me more than anybody uh, will tell you that we should, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with sort of reflecting on the year that you had and getting yourself set up for the new year. Um, 2015 is going to be very exciting for you. I already know it. Um, but I wanted to just do a quick podcast on how to organize your goals even further. And if you're doing a vision board, um, I did something really fun for vision boards last year, but if you're doing a vision board, let me know, um, on either Instagram or, or, um, on my ask FM or tweet me. Um, and if you even want to tag me, you know, sort of tag me in your vision board picture, I'd love to take a look at some of those so that I can get, get us going for some, um, sort of vision board revisions or updates, ways to make them better. So I'm going to kick it off with, I want you to be a bit more specific with your goals. If you have your goals in your head and they are really general, which a lot of goals are, I want to write a book, I want to save money, I want to lose weight, I want to change jobs, I want you to be even more specific about this. How many chapters is this book? When do we need to have it done by? Um, Same thing for saving money. I was having a conversation with my assistant uh, the other day, well, actually about a month ago, and she said, you know, I want to save more money for 2015. And I go, okay, well, how much? And she's like, hmm, didn't think about it. And that's what happens when you set goals and we aren't specific. I mean, you could save $10 and technically you save the goal. You know what I mean? And you don't really have to be accountable because you did what you said you were going to do. But let's really put some hardcore numbers and get even more specific about our goals. The second thing I want you to do is set deadlines, okay? So if you, it cannot be December 2015 that these things are getting done. Like some of these things should be able to be done by the first month of January. You see what I'm saying? Like end of month goals, mid-year goals, you know, what are your summer goals? Like Let's really set some deadlines for a lot of these different things that you're doing. Every month, you should be logging in and have knocked out something on your goal list. Um, The most important thing, and I should have said this first, is to write it down. I am a huge fan of writing things down. And writing things down help you in more ways than you'll ever imagine. And I actually have something coming um, very soon for you that is going to help you with this whole process of staying organized. Um, What does writing things down do? It boosts your memory, right? Like when you are constantly being reminded of the things that you wrote down, it stays into your mind, it stays with you. Um, It reduces anxiety. And I can tell you this, like I am the queen of like sort of anxiety and stressing out and Writing things down helps you get all of this gunk out. You ever feel overwhelmed some days and you're just kind of like, oh my God, I get like that too. So I I get out my notebook and I just really start writing out every single thing. 
And that's going to help you bring down your anxiety because it's swirling around in your head. And it's like, how am I going to keep up with everything? And you'll keep up with it by writing it down. Um, it also helps you to organize your priorities. Once you start writing out your 2015 goals, you'll be able to see what needs to be pushed to the top and what are some things that can wait. Now, one thing that I want to tell you about, you know, your list and your goals is to attack the hardest thing first, okay? That's going to give you the momentum for your smaller goals, and then you're going to find out how um, much easier it is when you do the biggest thing first. So writing things down is going to clear your mind. It's going to also help you process emotions. How often do we get emotional about things and... Once we see things written out, you know, writing out your feelings, it really is helpful in allowing you to process your emotions. So I do a mix of listing and journaling throughout the year. So I'm going to continue to share more of that with you so that it helps you. But I like lists and then I like to journal feelings. That way I stay on task because you'll find sometimes that the days that you're more emotional about things that your list on that day, maybe you didn't accomplish as much. That way, as you're processing your emotions, you're not going to beat yourself up about the days that you don't really get much done because maybe you were in a slump that day. Or you'll see the days that you like knocked off everything off your list and you were in a really great mood. What did you do that day? Did you exercise? Did you eat certain foods? What sort of ritual aided in getting that stuff done? Keeping a record of things like that is going to help you in the future. So we are going to continue to come back to this method, but this is why writing things down is so and so important. Another thing that I want you to think about doing before the new year is who is going to be your accountability partner for 2015? Who is going to be your, you know, your sort of health or fitness accountability partner? Who is going to be your business and finance accountability partner? And who is going to be your partner and making sure that you are continuing to have fun and enjoy your life. So now is the time to sort of get that organized and pick people to be your accountability partner. What is this person going to do? This is going to be the person that is always checking in with you and making sure that you're doing what you said you're going to do. And so this is also the person that when they are getting on your butt about not doing things, you're not going to be sensitive or get upset because you have requested that they hold you accountable. So if it is a friend and your friend says, hey, did you make it to the gym today? And you're like, uh, you know, I did this. And they're like, come on, you're not going to fight that person. You need that person to basically be there to sort of punch you in the gut. And I'll tell you a really true story. And for those of you who have followed me for a long time, I would say like maybe three years ago when I first started Curlbox and... I literally was taking like a beating, you know, people, sometimes they would go overboard with the mean tweets and mean emails. And I mean, just like nonstop. And I'm totally open for dialogue. I actually love conflict because conflict is where I think we learn the most about each other and how we grow, you know, like I can't keep thinking I'm always right. And you can't keep thinking you're always right. So conflict allows us to grow. But I have a friend who was still in place that says, anytime you are upset or someone has said something mean or rude to you and you are going to write back, you are to send it to me first and we'll take it from there. What does that do? Nine times out of 10, now we don't even do it anymore because I'm over it. But at the time, 
it allowed me to get those feelings out. Like I really wanted to, to say things or I wanted to fire back or I wanted to, you know, anything like that. So the exercise of getting it out, I didn't send it to someone. I sent, you know, I sent it to my accountability partner and my accountability partner would send me back the stock sort of kumbaya message to get me back to my centered place. And, um, I appreciated that because if without that partner, who knows what kind of spiral I would have been on because I was incredibly sensitive about a lot of things and that's normal. Um, but your partners are going to keep you in place. And same thing with my business advisor, my accountability partner of, of staying, um, staying on strategy and, and remembering what my goals are. Once you start rocking and rolling, all of a sudden you'll go from zero opportunities to 100 opportunities, right? Every day, someone will be contacting you saying, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And you want to do a lot of these awesome things, but if they aren't on strategy, then I have to check in with my accountability partner and go, this is not a part of my plan, you know? And so I'll tell you, one of my favorite magazines of all time um, reached out to me and asked if I would give their readers a discount. And I really wanted to do it. And they were doing this really awesome, like cyber issue. And it was just, it was amazing. And it's mainstream. And it was just like, this is the magazine that I have like loved forever. But I had to say no, because it was not a part of my goal and not a part of my strategy. And they still wrote about me and have written about me many times. So I'm very grateful for that. And I learned that even by you know, saying no and sticking with my strategy and checking in with my accountability partner, you know, had I not, you know, I would have jumped at the chance, but you know, I can't do that when I'm serving, you know, a group of members, like my hardcore members and fans, like everyone deserves that. So I can't drop my price for that. Got it. Long story, but you get what I'm saying. And then this is the fifth thing. And this is like really my favorite, favorite thing to have people do is I want you to put a really unrealistic goal on your 2015 goal list. And the reason why I say unrealistic is that what is unrealistic to you? Okay. So I don't want you to play it safe with these goals. And there's really no such thing as, you know, unrealistic. Um, Maybe it's like going to the moon, but it's like that is a reality. You know, it could be a reality. Um, I want you to put something insane on your list because I want you to shock yourself and blow yourself away with how amazing you are when you either accomplish it or you get so close to accomplishing it. And then you have to put something even more insane and unrealistic on your 2016 goal list. So that is something fun that I really want us to do. And I'll tell you something about, you know, maybe, maybe I'm 35. I would say when I was about 25, a decade ago, I wrote myself a $10,000 check. And I'm telling you that that seemed so unrealistic to me at that time. The idea of me writing a $10,000 check was like, this could never happen. But I wrote myself the $10,000 check. And I kept it in my wallet for years. And I mean, I'm, I'm fine with letting you know that I can write myself and someone else a $10,000 check today. Um, but that seemed insane and crazy. And then I would say maybe five years ago, I've even, I even tweeted this. And I remember Nicole Garner 
tweeted me back and I was like, you know, I just want to make a million dollars. And a million dollars seems so crazy and so big, but it's completely doable when you write it down. So I want you to write your insane goals down and, and tweet me, you know, what your unrealistic goals are. We're going to continue to talk about that. And um, I want you to just remember to check things off as you go, check things off and add more. And so hopefully that helps you get some fuller and more robust goals for 2015. Tweet me, ask to fin me. Let's continue to talk about this. And I'm definitely going to do another podcast for you before the year is up. Um, hope everybody has a great day and weekend. And I thank you for um, I thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. I thank you for rating it on iTunes. It's all helpful. And I will continue to do more for you. Talk to you soon.